Well, again, because today is Serve Team Sunday, I, I want to talk about uh, this subject this morning on serving. I want you to turn with me, or you can follow along on the app, or if you have the paper notes, Romans chapter 13, Romans 13 and verse 7 uh, says this, show respect to those you, show res- you should respect and show honor to those you should honor. And I believe that our amazing serve team is a group of people we should honor. Amen. And that's why today we are taking the majority, dedicating the majority of the service and sometime after to honor our serve team. You know, they truly are great. They're, they're, they, as individuals and as teams, our serve team are truly are great, but that's not only my words, but Jesus said that about them as well. Did you know that? Look at Matthew chapter 20 and verse 24. As you turn there, I'm going to set up the scripture. The, Jesus had two disciples, James and John, and their mom had just finished asking Jesus if her two sons could be put in positions of honor in the kingdom of God. You see, the Bible says, bring honor, give honor where honor is due. These guys were asking, hey, can you put my sons in places of honor? And this is what Jesus responds. Well, first of all, you know, the disciples, as you can imagine, wasn't too happy about this. And this is how Jesus responded in Matthew chapter 20, beginning in verse 24. It says this. The other 10 disciples were listening to all this. This conversation between his mom and Jesus. And a jealous anger arose among them against the two brothers. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, called them to his side and said, Kings and those with great authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects like tyrants. But this is not your calling. You will lead a completely different model. The greatest one among you will live as the one who is called to serve others. You see that? That's why I'm saying our serve team is great because Jesus said those that serve others are the greatest among us because the greatest honor, here's that word again, the greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one with the heart of a servant. For even the son of man did not come expecting to be served by everyone, but to serve everyone and to give his life in exchange for the salvation of many. Amen. So we see Jesus said, uh, that the greatest among us is those that serve, that have a heart to serve. See, many people have many different definitions of what it means to be great. You know, the late uh, uh, boxer Muhammad Ali, uh, Muhammad Ali used to say, uh, I'm the greatest of all time because of his athletic ability. And even now, Pastor Eric mentioned this a couple Sundays ago, the, the, the term the GOAT is thrown around so easily. The GOAT, the acronym for greatest of all times. That term is just thrown around so easily. Like, oh man, he's a GOAT, she's a GOAT, you know, all this. And, 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 and because because of what they what they accomplish on on the field of athletics, or maybe in whatever their field is, what Jesus said again that the greatest people are those that serve. So today, I want to talk to you about the path to being great. The path to being great, and that path is serving. And that's why I call every single one of these with a black shirt on. They're great people because that's what Jesus said. Is that what your Bible says too? Amen. If you're not on this path of greatness yet, I want to show you a couple of reasons why you need a P on this path and how to travel it. So first, I want to start by giving you two reasons you should serve. Number one, we're all called to serve. This is not just for an elect. Every single person in this building could have a black shirt on right now. Matthew 20, 25 and 26 says, Jesus, knowing their thoughts. I always love that, by the way, too. You know, when you read that, Jesus, like, knowing their thoughts, you know. Isn't that amazing? You know, he, he, he didn't have to wait for them to open their mouth. Called them together and said, kings and those with great authority in this world rule oppressively over their subjects like tyrants. But this is not your calling. 
The greatest one among you will live as the one who is called to serve others. You see that? Jesus himself said, we're all called to serve. If you are a born again, Bible believing Christian, you are called to serve others. Jesus made it clear what he has and has not called us to do. If you're in a leadership position, whether inside or outside the church, Jesus makes it clear we shouldn't use our leadership to oppress people and to, to, to rule with an iron fist and whatnot. He said, if you want honor and authority, then serve. Jesus not only told us this in, told us this in verse 28, that he came to serve, but he showed us an example when he washes his disciples' feet in, in John chapter 13. I actually read that scripture last week. This is one of the reasons we call our volunteers serve teams, because we know that it's what they have been created and called to do, according to the scripture. That's why we don't call them volunteers anymore. We say, hey, they're our serve team. They, they're, they're serving. They're not just volunteering. You can, you can volunteer for something that has nothing to do with your calling. But you see, we try to help people and, and move them along so they can find out what exactly is their calling. Our vision here, and it's God's vision found in multiple places in the Bible, I've shared in Ephesians 2, is for you to know God to live free, to find your purpose, and then to begin to make a difference with that purpose. So it's so volunteers can randomly, I can go volunteer to rake somebody's yard. Now, yes, I'm called to serve and whatnot, but when you realize what, that you're all called to serve, and we're going to look at it specifically, when you find out what your calling is, how you're gifted, how you're wired, then you can begin to serve more effectively to make a difference. See, all of these build on each other. It starts with knowing God personally, through a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. And then the Lord sets us free. So he says that who the son sets free is free indeed. In Galatians, it tells us one of the ways we should steward our freedom. So if you've come to know God and he set you free, now you have this freedom. Galatians says, okay, this is what you should do with this freedom. Look at Galatians 5, 13. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. Would you agree with that? But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, look what it says, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Isn't that powerful? One of the reasons the Lord set us free from bondage and sin and all and selfishness is so we can serve others. See, so that's why we want to help you find your purpose, by helping you discover how God designed you and what gifts he has put in you. See, the Lord calls us and empowers us with different spiritual gifts so we can serve one another. Look at 1 Peter 4.10. God has given each of you a gift from his variety, great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So he says you've been set free to serve and you've been given spiritual gifts for the sole purpose of serving others. Your spiritual gift is not to build your name, your kingdom, and your bank account. Your spiritual gift is to serve others, and we'll look at in a minute, to glorify God and further the kingdom of God. So if you don't know what your spiritual gift is, we want to help you. Again, normally we have next steps every single Sunday, but because it's Serve Team Sunday, and there's five Sundays in a month this month, we decided to postpone it until next Sunday. If you don't know what your spiritual gift is, you don't know what your purpose is, listen, jump into next steps next Sunday after both services. Whatever service you come to, you can jump in immediately following the service. We have refreshments after the first service, and we serve you a full-on lunch, you and your children. There's child care for your children after both services. Services. So we want to encourage you. We want to try to help you to find out what your purpose is so you can begin making a difference. Use them well to serve one another. Listen, we want to help you to connect or as I talked about the last three weeks, reconnect 
you with the serve team so you can make a difference, not only in this church, but your life and your, in your family and your business. That's going to just verbiate through all of eternity. See, our call is to serve others. Again, it's not just inside the church. We should serve people in every area of our lives. Now, I've used this illustration before, but I just think it's so powerful, and I want to share it again. You can tell that the founders and the current owners of Chick-fil-A understands the principle of serving. Because when you walk up to the counter or you pull up in the drive-thru, what do they ask you? What do they ask you? No, they don't say, how can I help you? How may I serve you? How may I serve you anytime? And if they don't, then those people are slipping. Every Chick-fil-A you go to, they say, how may I serve you? And then when you say thank you, by the way, they say my pleasure. One time I caught somebody saying you're welcome. I was like, ooh, you're supposed to say my pleasure, you know. So, But they say, how may I serve you? Now, listen, I, I did some studying again. I, when, I, when I preached on serving before, I did a little bit of research on, on Chick-fil-A, and I thought, man, okay, well, that's cool. Is that just a, a, a catchy, you know, thing to, to say to, to, to be on, on top of their competitors? But it's not. It's not just something that the employees tell to pay in customers, but it's an attitude that the company, the attitude of the company toward the employees themselves. This is what their website says. If you go to Chick-fil-A's website, it says this. Our focus is on the people we employ and serve. The owners and employers are saying we employ and serve them. But what we're most known for is making a mean chicken sandwich, right? So that's what their website says. And it didn't start with the current president and COO, Dan Cathy. It started with his dad, Truett Cathy who started the restaurant. And as you probably know, both of these men are, are, are men of God. They're born-again Christians. Truett understood that serving is a calling, like I'm talking about. I want to read you a piece of an article that somebody wrote about his life. Listen to what it said. It says, It was a calling not simply to serve food, but to serve people. Not just to fill a stomach, but to try to help people feel important and valued by making and serving the food in a way that communicates that they are important. Lots of opportunities had to have come with success to sell out by cutting corners to maximize profit or to just allow a larger company to buy them out. To do either of those would have undercut the sense of calling that he had, true it had, to serve people and to do it with excellence. He did not allow his sense of calling to be compromised. See, and I believe that's one of the reasons Chick-fil-A is so successful. Because the founder and the current president, his son, they have an attitude of serving. It's not just about making money. It's not just, yes, they are a very successful business. They honor the Lord because he felt like this was a calling to serve people, even in his profession. That's what I'm trying to encourage you. It's not just about serving here at the church. Yes, we want you to get on a serve team, but you may be a business owner. You may be an employer. You may be an employee. You're called to serve everywhere. This is a multi-million dollar company, and the, the, it started with a calling to serve. I believe that, and the fact that they're closed on Sunday and they honor a Sabbath, amen? And they give everybody off on the Sabbath. And don't you know that Chick-fil-A does more business in six days than any other fast food restaurant does in seven? Something happens when you honor the Lord with the Sabbath, amen? And to have that sense of a calling to serve. So we're all called to serve. The second reason you should get on the path to be great is there's a place for everyone to serve. You say, man, I'm not sure. I don't know. And this, that, and the other, everyone can serve. I want to set up this next scripture in 1 Chronicles 25, 6. The context is King David and his army commanders were appointing ministers and musicians to serve in the house of the Lord. So 1 Chronicles 25, 6 says, all these men were under the direction of their fathers as they made music at the house of the Lord. Their responsibilities including the playing of cymbals, harps, and lyres at the house of God. Now look at verse 8. The musicians were appointed to their term of service. You see that? 
They were appointed to their term of service by means of sacred lot, without regard to whether they were young or old, teacher or student. What does this mean? It shows that whether you are young or old, specially trained or not, you can serve in some capacity, right? They were all ordered to a term of service, whether they were young or old, specially trained. Well, man, I don't have any true skill sets, man. I, I can't speak like you, man. I can't talk. I can't sing like Nathan. That doesn't matter. You can serve somewhere. You know, I found out as we were getting ready for Serve Team Sunday that there's children they come to this church right now that, like I said last week, one of what I call the engine room of the church, intercessory prayer. There's children that go up there once a month and are praying with their, with their parents. So you got children and I, and I, and I even asked, I talked to some of the parents. I said, man, are they up there praying? Yeah, they, they pray. I mean, I'm talking little kids are up there praying for me and you during the service. Amen. Doesn't matter how old or how young. Uh, a lot of us understand that, you know, sometimes I believe a child's prayer can get answered before ours. Because they have such pure hearts and right pure pure motives. I remember actually uh, it was Brother Francis. I don't know if Miss Babs, you can maybe correct me on this. If some he asked somebody, some a child to pray for him or for somebody else. I remember Brother Francis telling me a story. They called for children to pray over him, and he and he, he got healed. He felt better. Amen. He understood this that there was there's a purity in a child. So it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can serve. I think about, you know, children. Children serve other children in kids' life. We have students serving other students in, in youth life and in 412, our high school and middle school ministries. You may be thinking of many other reasons why you can't serve right now, but everyone can serve. I've shared this as well, but I'll tell you what, I, I mean, I love giving honor even though she's in heaven. There was a precious sister in our church for many, many years. Her name was Karen Prejean. She had ALS, and the only thing she can move is her eyes. And if you know anybody with a, a very, very, uh, you know, a, a, a severe case of ALS, uh, like if you know, if you've seen Steve Gleason, the guy that played for the Saints, you know, you see him now, he's in a wheelchair and they have a screen and, and they type with their eyes. They, they look with their eyes and the camera looks and it helps them type. They can speak, they can email, they can go on Facebook. And Karen Prejean, ALS, all she could move with her eyes on a feeding tube, she would pray over all of our prayer requests every week. Again, she would be praying for all of us. And listen, when my mom was the receptionist here, my mom would email her the, the, the prayer request. She'd pray over them. And for some reason, if she got busy or they got missed that week, Karen would email back and say, hey, I didn't get the prayer request this week. Where are they? She was, she was serving. Even in her condition, she was still serving until she went to be with the Lord. When I hear that, it reminds me everybody can serve, Right? She could have had the mindset, the attitude, like, hey, I need people to pray for me. And we would. I'd go pray with her. I'd visit with her, give her communion. Of course, we would minister to her and whatnot. But she had a heart to serve even in the condition she was in. So all of us can serve. So listen, now more than ever, I'm going to encourage you to begin to serve or to reconnect, to get back to serving. And it's specifically, especially like, for example, if you notice, if you're a parent with young children, we've only had, um, since we started back up, we've only had kids' life for the first service and not the second, and we still don't have nursery zero to two. It's not by a choice. It's because we need people to serve in those areas. So I want to encourage you, and if you're at home, if, if you've been on one of these teams, whether it's been on kids' life team or nursery, or you say, hey, you know what? When y'all going to open up for them babies so we can bring them babies in? Maybe you should consider serving on a team. And we can help get that going. Amen? Amen. And so it's listen, it takes all of us. And so I want to encourage you to either connect to a team or reconnect so we can continue to do ministry. And listen, let me make this clear. This plea for you to serve, it, I, this is not just solely for us to help us to do church. I understand that if you know your, your gifting, your spiritual gift, and your purpose, I'm actually helping you to fulfill your God-given destiny.
You may not believe me, but I, I, I'm truly convicted by that, that if I get you on a serve team, if, if you find out your purpose and you begin to make a, a difference, you will be the most fulfilled that you've ever been. So it's not just about you helping the church. I'm trying to help you to live out your purpose and make a difference. Amen? Now, once you decide to begin serving, or if you're currently serving, I want to give you just a couple of things to remember. How to serve the right way. Just a couple of things before we wrap it up. How do we serve the right way as we're walking down this path to greatness? Number one, always serve willingly and with the right heart. Always serve willingly and with the right heart. Ephesians 5.21, be willing to serve each other out of respect for Christ. Those of you that have children, isn't it nice when one of your children just does something around the house without being told and you just see a need and they do it? Or when you ask them to do it, or maybe it's their chore, so you tell them to do it, and they just say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and they go do it, instead of just like, oh, well, I got to keep doing that, right? So listen, I want you to serve, but serve with the right heart. I don't want you to go to Tina and Sherry and say, okay, I want to help with the kids because Pastor Brandon told me I have to, you know? No, 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 I'd rather you not go and do that, okay? I'd rather you, not, I'd rather you just hold off and, and, and make sure this is your calling and purpose. And listen, I'll tell you what. Those ladies and, 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 and gentlemen that work with children and, and rock them babies, that's a great calling that they have on their lives. Amen? And all of us, everybody from this, I mean, I mean, some of the most powerful serve teams is behind the scenes that, that you don't see. See, it, it's a blessing to us uh, whenever people see a need, our children or anybody, and they do it just out of just their heart wanting, willing, wanting to do it. It's a blessing. I believe it blesses the Lord as well. And this is what he commands. First Peter 2.13. Be willing to serve to people who have authority in this world. Do this for the Lord. Now I'm talking to some employees that don't like their boss right now. Be willing to serve those in authority. Right? And this goes back to even this election coming up. It doesn't matter if you agree with the person or not. Whoever gets elected, the Bible says honor those that are in authority. Right? Why? Because we got to look past the person and see we're doing it for the Lord. It says, do this for the Lord. Throw it back up, Doug. Be willing to serve the people who have authority in this world. Do this for the Lord. You're serving God, not man. You can look past the person and still serve him. You remember Pastor Eric said that Jesus washed the feet of Judas. That quickly after that betrayed him, he still served, gave us an example of how to serve a man that was about to betray him. See, you must understand that serving is part of your devotion to God. It's not just a duty. In essence, when you serve others, it's, it's, it's devotion, it's worship unto God. I heard this statement, that sons serve out of delight, slaves serve out of duty. Let me say that again. Sons or daughters, you can put there, serve out of delight, slaves serve out of duty. See, when you're doing it out of devotion to the Lord, it's a delight to serve. It doesn't matter who it is or if you're ever going to get anything back in return. You're saying, Lord, I'm doing this out of my devotion, out of my worship to you. This is part of, and I pray that often when I get up here, trust me, you don't want me on the worship team, but I, this is part of my worship. I, I am made for this. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, this is, we, we all wear in our shirts because all the staff that's on staff here, this is what they were created to do as well. None of, nobody on staff here took this job as a career move. They felt called to be here. And so all of us, when we, when we do, no matter what part of the staff, it can be John in the maintenance department, that's part of his worship unto God, right? 1 Corinthians 6, 16, to submit to them and others like them who serve with such devotion. You see that? Serve with such devotion. I, I want you to realize this. God wants your heart, not just your hands. 
God wants your heart, not just your hands. He wants you to serve with the right heart, pure motive, out of devotion when you do serve people. Matthew 23, 11. The greatest among you will be the one who always serves others from their heart. Don't just serve from your head. Serve from your heart with the right heart, right? And then the second thing I want to show you here is that we should serve with the purpose of glorifying God and furthering his kingdom, as I mentioned earlier. Look at Matthew 5, 14 and 16. This is Jesus speaking. He said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Wouldn't you say serving is a good deed? Jesus said it was great, right? said you'll be great. Serving's a great deed. So the Lord Jesus himself said when we do good deeds like serving others, it glorifies God in heaven. When we serve others out of devotion instead of desire to bring others into the kingdom of God, it glorifies God. It's twofold. I know that's a long point, but it's twofold. We want to glorify God, but ultimately, when we talk about making a difference, it's not just as that everybody else, you know, makes a difference doing here, clean up and doing that. No, we understand that everything we do to serve has eternal ramifications. We're trying to lead people into a relationship with Christ that they would spend eternity with them, that they would be turned away from, from, from eternal separation from God. Amen. You see, there's a lot of mer- many, there are, let me try that again. I'm having a blooper reel up here. There are many organizations doing great things right now to help mankind, but not all of them glorify God or further his kingdom on the earth. I'm not saying they're wrong. It's good. They're doing good things. But I'm going to just make a bold statement. If we do good for people and fill their bellies, but they die and go to hell, what did we really do? Amen. We need to serve them. And yes, we want to feed their physical body. Jesus did that too. But we want to feed them spiritually and tell them about the risen Christ and tell them that, hey, we could be dead in our sins, but then made alive again. And that you can get born again and you can, you can have forgiveness of your sins. You could spend eternity. You can be set free. You can find out your God given purpose. And then you in turn could begin making a difference. That's the whole motivation behind serving. This is why we serve with purpose as the motivation every time. When we're serving, no matter what you do here, you're serving with a purpose. And I want to just show you a snapshot of our serve team doing exactly this this year. Everything we do here is for the purpose of glorifying God and making a difference again in this life and knowing that it can help people to live a life in eternity. So check this out. Amen. I want everybody 
with a black t-shirt on. It's on the serve team to go ahead and stand up. And I want to honor you again one more time. I want you to look around and I want you, this is, this is our amazing serve team. Some of them right here. And you saw that everything that you saw, and there's more coming for the second service, maybe some at home. And you saw, listen, nothing we do around here. And I want to encourage you today. Nothing that you do is little. Every handshake, every cup of coffee you pour, every single thing that we do, every, for those of you who have give to missions, every single penny you give to missions, you are making a difference. Amen. I want to pray a special blessing and I want to pray over you right now. Why don't you extend your hand to somebody around you with a black shirt on that's standing up or maybe even if you feel comfortable with a friend or family member, lay your hand on them and let's pray over it. I just want to pray over them. I want to tell you, as Jesus said, you women and men are great. Y'all are great. You really are. And I just want to honor you today and say thank you. We truly appreciate it. We truly could not do what we do here if it wasn't for you guys. You men and women, I know this is part of your purpose. You're being fulfilled, but we are so grateful. We so appreciate you. Father, we just thank you for our serve team, Lord. Those that are standing up, Lord God. Those that are, Lord God, may still be in the lobby right now. Those in the back, as I see ushers and those in the sound booth, Lord God. I, I plead the blood of Jesus over our serve team. And I just pray your grace upon grace to be upon them. Thank you, Lord God, for them stepping up to the plate, finding their purpose, and being willing to make a difference, Lord God. Uh, week in and week out, month in and month out, both here inside these four walls, and I know many serve outside as well. May you continue to pour out rich blessings upon them greater anointing Lord I pray increase their influence Lord increase their effectiveness in every single area of their lives that they're serving in I thank you for them Lord God I pray that you would bless them and keep them that your face would shine upon them in a great way both them and their children be gracious to them give them peace your power and your provision Father God I thank you for our amazing serve team Lord I lift them up to you and I entrust them into your hands in Jesus name we pray amen and amen come on give them one more round of applause and so you can go ahead and be seated you know and, and as I wrap it up as, as I get ready to conclude you know we gave y'all serve team shirts you know as a gift and as a thank you and also as, as your quote-unquote ticket to, to lunch after the second service so by the way I want to encourage you to come back I know you had the first service come back at 1230 wear your shirt that's your ticket to get in so to speak but you know what we made it just kind of plain like made for this that way I hope that one day you may wear this shirt outside of the four walls of the church because you know why it may be a conversation starter somebody may say hey man what you made for made for what you know and so you see our church name in the back it could be a conversation starter that it continues on right that 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 we can continue to make a difference moving forward even outside the walls of the church you know i read this story about john maxwell um a couple of years ago and, and if, if you don't know who john maxwell is he's the leading leadership guy and really the nation and all over the world he's a former pastor that trains leaders fortune 500 com companies to pastors all over and when john was a lot younger i think he's in his 70s now he had a heart attack and he almost died as he was laying in the hospital bed surrounded by his loved ones asking a doctor if he was going to die he said he didn't have any fear or any regrets he didn't have any fear of death because of his faith in Christ. And he didn't have any regrets because he felt like he had lived his life to the fullest until that point. This, he was like in his 40s at this, at this point. Again, as I said, he pastored a couple of churches. Now he trains leaders and still preaches the gospel all over the world. He said this, coming out of that experience, here's what I don't know and here's what I do know. I don't know when I'm going to die. I do know that discovering and fulfilling my purpose has allowed me to live my life without regrets. 
If we find our purpose and use it to serve others, we can live a life without regret as well. Amen? So again, I want to encourage you. Hey, listen, next year, if you want a t-shirt or get honored or have a lunch, we might go back off campus and have a big serve team party. I want to encourage you. Jump on a serve team. Go to Next Steps. If maybe you've, you haven't been back connected because of COVID and everything. Listen, that, I, that was not planned. I had no idea until Mandy walked up to me and they would share that. Listen, I'm telling you, I know we got to be safe and I get it. At the same time, we can't stop doing life in ministry because of COVID, everybody. Amen? And so... Cleo's a great example. He literally was near death on a ventilator. Doctors gave up and he's here today, right? There's a way we can still serve and still move the kingdom forward and be safe all at the same time, right? And trust God to protect us and to heal us as well, right? So you remember earlier I said that Jesus gave us an example of washing his disciples' feet, serving in, 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 in John 13. Let's look at what he said right after this. And I often quote this scripture, but it's in the context of serving. John 13, uh, 17 says, now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. The context is serving. If you know this, after I just preached this whole message, now that you know it, the blessing comes from doing it. When it comes to serving, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be earth shattering. It just needs to be for others. The heart motive just is that you serve others. If you haven't been serving others, I want to challenge you to make a decision to start today. This passage also talks about staying connected to the church even more now because the days of Christ's return is approaching. Either reconnect or stay connected because we don't know how much time we have left on this earth. Right, church? If he returns tomorrow, let me ask you at home and you in here, are you ready? He said that day's approaching. That was thousands of years ago. How much closer is it now, right? So guess what, if, 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 if today was all you had, if you, if you knew you weren't going to wake up tomorrow morning, where would you spend eternity? The Bible makes it clear we're going to spend eternity either in one of two places, heaven or hell, eternity with the Lord or eternity separated from the Lord. This was the sole purpose Jesus came. Listen to the greatest act of service ever done. Matthew 20, 28, this was Jesus' heart. I'm going to read it again and amplify it. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I like how it says this, paying the price to set them free from the penalty of sin. See, the penalty of sin is eternal separation from God. Now, there's some earthly penalties. If you do some things, sin can ruin your life on earth. But the eternal penalty is eternity separated from the Lord. But Jesus came in the greatest act of service that he laid down his life. He died on a cross to pay that penalty, to pay for me and use ransom. He ransomed us from that fiery pit that we, could, we would spend eternity in. Instead, we could spend eternity with our glorious God. Why don't you do me a favor and bow your head with me? Even at home, if you're watching at home or wherever you are watching online, bow your head with me, close your eyes. Bible says we've all sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard. Without Christ, we do face that penalty. But listen, Jesus did everything. God did everything he could. He sent his son that you would have to step over Jesus to get to hell. He made it to where nobody has to go there. So if you say, Brandon, if he came back tomorrow or if tonight was my last night, I'm not sure where I would spend eternity, but I want to be sure. I want to make sure I'm right with the Lord. If that's you, just slip up your hand. Even at home, I can't see you, but you can slip it up to the Lord. Ma'am, I see your hand over here. Anybody else? 
Say, Brandon, I want to make sure I'm right with the Lord. I want to make sure I spend eternity with him. Sir, I see your hand. Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. In the back over here. Thank you, Lord. In the back. Hands still going up. Amen. Somebody waving their hand at me. Amen. Anybody else? You at home as well. Lift both hands to the Lord right now. And the Bible says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we shall be saved. So just pray something simple. We're going to pray it together as a family right now. Just say, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for serving me by laying down your life to pay for my sins. Lord, I repent of my sin and I turn to you today. I make you my Lord and Savior. And give me the grace and give me the strength to live for you, to serve you, and to serve others all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Why don't we celebrate with these that just made that decision? Hey, God bless you. Congratulations. Those of you at home as well, if you made that decision, there's a card right in front of you that says, I made a decision. Fill that card out. It takes about a minute. Go to the info center. Give it to them. We want to pray for you. You want to give you a Bible if you don't have one. If you're watching online, there's a link that says connect card. Click on that, and we'd love to pray with you and help you on this journey. Amen. For the rest of you, why don't you go ahead and stand up? And I want to pray over all of you. And I pray that today you stir, you stirred up. If you're not on a serve team, if you're not serving in any way, to begin to serve. If you don't know your purpose and your gifting and your calling, go through next steps. Start next week. We want to help you to fulfill your destiny. Father, I thank you for these in here today. I thank you again for every single person that's serving. Everybody on the serve team that's serving inside and others outside. They may not be on our serve team, but they're serving in a different capacity. I pray you continue to use them in a mighty way to glorify you and further the kingdom. But Lord, I also pray for those that they would be stirred if they hadn't been serving. Lord God, that they would lay aside selfishness and like I look to serving you to serving others and it's a form of worship and devotion Lord God I pray your grace blessing peace and power be upon these as they go today in Jesus name we pray amen and amen well God bless y'all we love y'all serve team come back at 12 30 wearing your shirt if you need prayer we're here for you don't forget go vote on Tuesday